You're listening to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. The real reason for the Emperor's abdication. Hello and welcome to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. I'm Rex, with me is Carmen Ranger, and we're hopping right into this. Oh boy. This episode we are talking about Neo Heisei. For those who are out of the loop, Neo Heisei is the term we give to, well, Heisei Kamen Rider past decade, I believe. Oh, I thought it was what we gave to the other uh, regime that controls post-Cyberpunk Japan. I think it's both. I think Cyberpunk Japan ends as soon as the Emperor abdicates. They're going to go back to Edo next time. <laughs> what would you even call that? Like, uh... Neo-Edo. <laughs> Neo-Edo. No, no, I mean, like, uh, like if you were, you got, like, steampunk, cyberpunk, like, uh, Edo, I mean, that's, um... Stick-punk. St- st- no, it would be, um, Paddyfield-punk. Rice-punk. <laughs> rice-punk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's what happened in, uh, Edo period, right? They, uh, they ate rice. <laughs> no, Dad, I'm not a weeaboo, I'm rice-punk. <laughs> Noodle-punk. I mean, I, I've seen, uh, I've seen Seven Samurai, there's rice in that, right? Yeah, it's, it's a rice-punk movie. You know, it's going to be really embarrassing if it turns out that Seven Samurai was set in, like, just post-Edo or just pre-Edo period Japan, and I got that completely wrong. Oh, and all these film boffins are going to be like, whoa, these guys are complete rank amateurs. It is well, actually, not a rice punk picture. Actually, it took place uh, the month before Edo period came into effect, so technically, meh. <laughs> the shogunate at the time was actually called Bakuhatsu Sama. Chantachi. Or, or Bakuhatsu Wa. I don't know anymore. Yeah, for two people who run a podcast on Japanese stuff, we have very little knowledge of actual Japanese stuff. Well, I don't need to remember the names of the emperors. I mean, <laughs> think about it in the UK. How many people know all the names of the prime ministers from the 19th century? Or early 20th um, century? Well, there's uh, Winston Churchill, there's... Uh, uh, Thatcher. Thatcher. That's about it. Um, John Major kicked around for a bit. Gordon, Gordon Bennett. He, he was a prime minister, right, Gordon Bennett? I don't know anymore, <laughs> but our politics are boring, especially in comparison to Neo Heisei. And before we kick into it, we'd like to remind you this podcast is sponsored by TokuToyStore.com. Consume, buy. They've got action figures. You like action figures? You can buy Neo Heisei action figures. If you don't like action figures, then what are you doing listening to us? What are you doing? They're cool. It's like dolls, but manly? Manly dolls. You can buy manly dolls at TokuToyStore. And those just called real dolls? No, think, think, think something less manly. Oh. Okay. We're talking manlets. Polly Pocket. Oh, I'd kill for a tiny X8 in my pocket. Just like, yeah, little tiny writer. That's cute. Now we know which one of us is the bigger man child. Send your nudes to me. Send your action figures to me. I like action figures. Oh, oh, what, what, oh, we got a tangent alarm in the promo. This is peak spandex power armor. We are not even getting into the main subject here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's like what happens when a show jumps the shark and then they're just kind of doing. The same old things, like with us, every sentence is going to be a tangent, and then some one yeah, every 10 seconds, um, Rex is going to say standard Sentai fare. We're changing topic as quickly as Doggy Kruger's accent changes in Power Rangers SPD. <laughs> Seriously, it starts off American, then just goes back to Kiwi. Yeah, I still maintain that's just an alien trying to do an, uh, an English, not English, a uh, human accent thing. Yeah, kind of that definitely makes mixing sense. Mixing two together, mm-hmm. that works, right? I think it does. And so anyway... Riders. So we'll just go into a bit of background on Rider Heisei. Well, see, there are these blokes, right? And sometimes they ride bikes, but not all the time. Actually, for a lot of the later riders, they barely rode those bikes at all. Yeah, um, I mean, double rides the bike fairly often. Um, I mean, well, drive doesn't ride a bike at all. <laughs> he drives. I drive. So do you fight? Do you transform? I drive. I drive. 
God. Uh, so Heisei was quite an interesting period for Rider stuff because they decided to experiment into what defined Kamen Rider. And so during Kuga, they tried to rebrand it as a new thing. It was, was it, like, a new hero for a new millennium or something like that? Yeah. And a they, new hero, a new legend. So they made this semi-perfect Yusuke Godai. Actually, there were some episodes detailing his flaws, but we could do five hours on Kuga. Mm, boy. And so that set the standard... And then there was Agito, which didn't do well. well. It wasn't that bad. It was just kind of... I suppose it was just kind of middle of the road, I suppose. Yeah. And he experimented more with Blade and Ryuki. Oh, so I, think, added... I think Blade's actor experimented just more than a little bit. Oh, dear lordy. <laughs> but then they decided, like, okay, what happens if we add lots of riders into a single series and just have them go at it? Oh, Kamen Rider Dragon Knight. Oh, dear. Then there was... Hi Kamen Rider. And then there was Hibiki. Oh. Hibiki was when they were like, okay, what if we say they're not called Kamen Rider at all in the series? It's not mentioned, and they're just doing their own thing, and they're like, demons or something, and... That didn't go down particularly well. It no, was Hibiki was rushed. Hibiki was more like, well, what if we didn't make a Rider series, but we want to make money on it, so we slap the Kamen Rider label on it and Wait. just hope nobody notices what we did. You mean Exade? <laughs> no, no, Hibiki was even... I mean, Hibiki doesn't even use a belt to transform. Yeah. He's just a, a little thing. He has drumsticks, too. He has drumsticks. Like, yeah, like for a taiko drum or something. I like the guitar theme guy. He oh, was yeah. Cool. You can buy that, actually. Nice. Yeah, I think it works too. Like you can stab someone with it. So what? Stab someone with the back end, perform a kick-ass solo, then yeah. go to prison. I mean, that's really what um, Ricardo did wrong. He didn't, you know, pull out a sick guitar lick, you know? Heisei was a bit of a mad melting pot of experiments and different concepts. And mm. there were good ones, there were bad ones. What really set his standard for quality was Deno. Because oh, yeah. it had a great blend of slapstick, comedy, decent characters... Isn't it weird how Japan always kind of seems to go to uh, to slapstick, you know? Well, if it works, there's no point in changing it. They've still not left uh, vaudeville. Um, they try to keep the time traveler set it with Kiva, which was bit pants. Yeah, see, that's that's what annoys me the most about Kiva because they ruined like a huge gimmick that I like, and they're probably not going to do it again. Then they decided, sod it, I've had enough, and they just did decade. It just did affected it all the timelines. Everything merged together. It's like screw it. You're all in the same universe. You're going to show up in later crossover movies. Whatever. Yeah. We've given up. And thus, Neo Heisei was born with Kamen Rider Double. And there was a massive fanfare on how it was going to be new, it was going to be inventive, because they realised we can get better toy sales by making everything more toyetic. Let's redefine a Kamen Rider. Let's not just have them as this stuffy bloke who travels. Let's give them a home place and just have them go at it in that area. Like a local hero. Oh, actually, no. Neo Heisei Riders are local heroes. Oh, blimey. They don't travel the world. Except for Eiji. But well, he didn't travel the world as a rider. Actually, thinking about it, with Double, after the main plotline was resolved... Shotaro was basically just a local hero. Yeah, he was doing much. small things, getting cats. Yeah, so bit... Shotaro. Wow, that's a bit depressing, isn't it? <laughs> well, not to him. He seems to enjoy it. It's worth noting, though, that the uh, the official title for this period is um, Toei, as it is Heisei Phase 2, which has led to some kind of uh, slight rift in the in the community as to what you call it, Neo Heisei or Heisei Phase 2. Hey, just let them fight, it's entertaining. Me, I call it Heisei 2, Electric Rider Lou. <laughs> it's like one of those memes, you know, it's uh, with the ever-expanding uh, consciousness. It's uh, yeah. uh, Neo Heisei, Heisei Phase 2, um, after decade. <laughs> after decade. AD. That's what AD stands for, after decade. <laughs>
Aside from some scheduling differences um, that were brought in the new um, era, the uh, Heisei Phase 2 or Neo Heisei era ushered in new kind of story elements that would be recurring, new, um, I don't know what to call it, like gimmicks? Not like the uh, toy gimmicks, but like series tropes. gimmicks. Yeah, tropes. Man, now we've, uh, now we've got that stigma attached to us. We've got... Well, no, it's just, the, it's just the term for it. It's a trope. It's, not the, it's uh, a convention. It's not the... Ah, that's what I wanted. Convention. Yeah, something that's actually respected in the uh, film criticism community. Ah, right, so you can't really publish a thesis using the word trope. I think someone's tried to. So, have they been officially struck away from history? <laughs> I know people like uh, Feminist Frequency does that kind of thing, and they're officially respected, so I guess it can't be all bad. I wonder what Cole Smithy thinks of Heisei Phase 2. You know, no one else is going to get that reference but me. One of the common story elements compared to Heisei was that... Heisei Phase 2 Neo Heisei, however you want to put it, always had the secondary rider come in about 13 to 15 episodes in, mm. and it was always two riders. So you'd have one, the main, second, just comes in, is just all like, hey, I'm better than you, and then it always plays off between the two of them. They don't go overboard with lots of riders. No, Although, well. we'll have to say that does change with Gaim when they decided to do the whole Ryuki thing, but significantly yeah. better drive as well but i think up to, up until wizard so you've got a good four series they followed the same formula yeah i mean uh, that's fair enough you know you kind of mm. you don't want to get too overboard you don't want to do ryuki too many times yeah and for the most part it worked it added a decent amount of conflict between the two characters it made story progress had enough mm. time for arcs and one little touch that i like is that all of them had different drivers like, they all had a unique driver. The secondaries had them. Oh, yeah. Whereas, you got the, the yeah. Axel driver for Axel. You got... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. with O's, it was the... Oh, no, birth, birth. Birth driver. driver. Yes. Uh, with Forza, well, Forza, it was a meteor driver. Yeah. Wizards. It was the uh, that little thing with, like a, like, a gate that came out. Oh, yeah, the little... Oh, yeah. yeah, the lion thing with Chimera. Roar. Beast driver. Some, some yeah. bollocks. And I liked that because it was merchandising. It made them seem like they were genuinely different it wasn't just one small transformation device one that defined them yes whereas you see in Gaim they all had the same driver hmm. just different devices and they explained like the specific forms with it being bound to their genes or some rubbish with drive it was always Chase and Mark who had the same driver they just yeah. used different things and Ghost did they use Icon well the Ghost drivers and Ghost um, oh did he, or did he use that hand thing did Spectre no, Spectre had the same um, driver, but Necrom had the, the wrist-mounted coffee, coffee machine. machine. <laughs> oh! <laughs> are we in each other's heads right now? <laughs> Unfortunately. Are we are we double? Hey, you know what I'd like? Gone. A coffee machine voiced by Peter Von Gum. Like, he actually says when the coffee's ready. It's got English versions, Japanese versions. <laughs> like the Peter Von Gum talking coffee machine. Did he do coffee adverts? Yeah, I think he did coffee ads. Yeah. And people were like, why is the coffee guy a transformation device? Just think about that. Like, you get little Nespresso coffee pod things. You get him voicing that. Middle class people will just snap that up. You get a gruff-voiced man saying that coffee's ready. You will drink that coffee and you will like it. I'd be down with that. I don't even like coffee. <laughs> you can just persuade everyone. <laughs> Peter Von Gong could persuade Mormons to drink coffee. He just got that much of a sexy voice. And the trend for identical drivers continued in X-Aid because they're like, hey, look, everyone has drivers. And I think they have a gimped one for the Chronicle players. But with actual oh. X-Aid, it's just the same gamer driver. And that gets on my nerves a bit. 
It's just kind of boring, you know. I mean, come on, dude. You can just you can sell more toys. I, I suppose it makes sense if they're being produced by a company. This yeah. Kind of thing. At least you got the, uh, the what was it the buggle buggle driver. Thing, oh yeah, the buggle driver for the villains. Yeah. And Poppy. She is a villain. Although it's some strange thing in build where with a secondary rider, it's it is the build driver, but then he just slots a big dragon thing on it. It's like the the extreme memory from uh, from double. Just yeah, slots on. Just slots on. I find that always a bit strange, because it's like, okay, you've got the baseline belt, here's another toy to slap on, then you slap the other devices in. <laughs> well, if it works for Neo Hey, so that's why they're bringing that back. As long as it works. I mean, the Gamer Driver sold, like, madness. So they're just like, ching, ching, done. Sell lots of gashats for lots of money, done, money. I just find it a shame that they don't have the individual belts, because they looked cool. Yeah. And they had their own special gimmick for it, like with Wizard, you got the rings that slot in, you turn them for birth it's, it's coin operated it's like it's gashapon themed <laughs> you can't make anything with unique themes if they do it with just the one driver mm. if you have it with two separate drivers you got two entirely unique riders with different themes and stuff at least the villains are going to have a different transformation they're going to use the uh, that gun thing i just love actually i loved that with chase originally when he was just a roid mute just oh, gun yeah I try, how do you transform gun. gun what's your gender gun I identify as gun. My uh, my pronouns are gun, gun, and gun. Please respect me. Gun wants to gun you to death. <laughs> no, every every noun is gun, <laughs> and every noun every noun and verb is gun. Gun wants to gun you. One thing that always seemed to stick was there was always a bloody summer movie, oh, yeah. and it was always quite a long, flashy thing. Where in some of the time it was good, but others it was just a long drawn-out episodes. Oh, yeah. And in every one, there is always an exclusive form that is just there. It's like it's better than the super form, but you never see it again, except in the other crossover movies. <laughs> well, no, you're not going to see this in this series, even though it's infinitely more helpful than some of the other forms I've got. Although in some, it did seem kind of cool, and it had some context, like with O's, it was some set of long-lost medals. For Forze, he finally learned how to do stuff with Meteor, like fuse with his power, and he gets all the cool stuff. Fusion. <laughs> oh, why didn't they do that? I'm sure. I'm sure there's some reference to the fusion dance camera. Why didn't Shoto and Philip do that? I mean, they don't really. Yeah, they could. I mean, but they can still do that. Then oh, yeah. one of them passes out. I don't think Philip's seen Dragon. Oh my god! You know, if you if you got him hooked on Dragon Ball, you'd never be able to transform again for like a, a month or so until he finished binging all of it. He'd perfect the poses. Oh yeah. That would just be a bit too far. Oh, and additionally for films, there are also, as I briefly mentioned, the crossovers with the previous rider. So with Double, mm. there was a crossover with Decade, O's double crossover, Forze double crossover, Wizard Forze crossover, which was, well, the Wizard part was crap. The oh, Forze don't part was the good. the Deno cameo as well. You can't forget Deno coming in. There's all, oh yeah, there was an O's movie with Deno, but there weren't any special forms there. Oh no, there was, was there? It was, it, was, it was New Deno, it wasn't Deno, 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 New Deno. Oh yeah. I never really liked that suit. Actually, no, with the new Deno one, there was, because he had, like, an image in form. Okay, so with the crossover movies, there's always another one, which is usually just an upgraded version mm. of their other form. So with Double, they just split <laughs> Philip and Shotaro apart. You can't do that. Funny way, because it's like Cyclone, Cyclone, and Joker, Joker, but you just get Kamen Rider Joker later on. Yeah, using the uh, Lost Drive. you also got Kamen Rider Cyclone as well. Was that just in one of the novels? I think it was a novel one. Yeah, you do get Kamen Rider Cyclone. And then the previous rider gets an even more upgraded form for some reason. Like, O's had Super Tatabo, which was just a big, brightly coloured mess. Yeah, like inverted the colours. 
Yeah, it looked horrible. Or, ooh, 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 for Forza, it was like fusion states, but also had Nandeshiko, so he had rocket skis. <laughs> That's the only bonus. He has kung fu powers, space, and rocket skis. I think they'll bring Nandeshiko back. I think so in the Forza movie. She just falls down from space. It's like, hey... That'd be cool. I mean, at some point they're going to do like an all-female rider thing, you know? Oh, I they're probably going to do as a side character. She'd just be so genki. I mean, they'll probably bring um, like uh, Comrade Femme. Oh, what's the name? The pink one from Gaim. Oh yeah, Marika. Yeah, probably going to bring those in. Oh, heck, maybe they'll bring. Um... I want an edgy tackle reboot. An yeah. Amazon's tackle thing. Tackle's a good girl. She doesn't do edgy. I know, but just like a successor, <laughs> like Tackle Two. Electric Tackle Boo. Yeah, Denpeningen Boogaloo. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, they kind of had like an edgy formula suit with the SIC stuff and that um, decade movie was all kind of leather and tiny. It could definitely be done. It could be done, but should it be done? Well, we'll have to set up for another episode. We'll mm. just be f- literally fighting. There'd be squabbling sounds. <laughs> no, I'm calling it now. It's gonna. They're going to do like an all-female rider thing now they've done stuff with Poppy. I'd be down with that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, and again, with like always trying to merchandise exclusive things. Oh, yeah. They have the Hyper Battle videos, hmm. which is like just DVD releases where, oh, you've lost your transformation stuff. Guess you're going to have to use this exclusive toy. Buy the toy. Wah, wah. Just buy the toy. <laughs> and they really went to town on that. Yeah. Just, here, have all the multimedia. Just give you everything. Here's movie exclusives. Actually, Net movies. Yes. Oh, I forgot to mention, of course, in the crossover movies, the special form they get there shows up in the series for some random reason. They have that uh, kind of intersexuality, you know? But it's never mentioned again. Boy. Never mentioned again. And I'm just like, wait, was I supposed to remember this? Because if I don't watch the movie, how am I going to know if that was... Oh, look, this this random plot point shot out of the blue. Why does Forze have two rockets? Why is there a broken double driver? <laughs> It hurts. Just, just buy the toy. It hurts. Buy the toy and it'll all be better. It's bizarre. Buy the toy. Just buy the toys. And although though I may be wrong, if I am wrong, I don't know, throw feces at me or something. I'm on it. Following the Hyper Battle ones, there were the V Cinema releases. And hmm. those gained a lot of traction with Drive, as in the Chase oh, ones, the Mac ones. Uh, Heart had one as well. That was pretty good. I like the yeah. Chase one. And so here's their own little... How, were they feature length? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. It's, it's just directed DVD. That's basically just what V Cinema means. Yeah, directed DVD releases. I think it means um, video cinema or something. Video cinema. It's like, it's like Hank Hill. That there <laughs> Japanese video cinema. I tell you what, Bobby, I don't get this uh, Japanese video cinema. But, I mean, if it's what the kids like. And those are actually quite good because they expanded on what people wanted. As in, oh, you yeah. wanted more Mac, you wanted more Chase. Because people genuinely loved the characters. If that were popular at the time, I'd have loved to see some Cougar V cinema, like something that's based on the books, where that one girl that Yusuke looks after for a couple of episodes, like, finds another Arkel and becomes, like, a weaker Cougar. And that, 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 so that sort of thing. Give us that. Please, please give us that. Maybe some Tackle V cinema later on. Just let, just let us stay there. Let her rest. Ah, fine. And then they expanded on it even more by adding X-Aid stuff as prequels. Oh, yeah. Isn't there... Oh, yeah, and they also have the Go Rider stuff. Ah, yeah, then they also have Foundation X in there. Oh, yeah, that was the... um, Yeah, yeah, because a bunch of the uh, kind of beast riders come back. Mm. Oh, wasn't... um, Oh, what's his name? The asshole from X, you know, the big old... um, Yeah, big old armor bloke with the horns. Mom? No, no, the dude... I can never remember his name. The guy's in charge of God. Oh, yeah. Like, not actual God. G-O-D. Yeah. Oh, big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it just adds to me more to the actual plot. Hmm. It's like, okay, this is successful. Let's make more money off it, more DVD sales. And they didn't actually force any 
it's two special forms for those X-Aid ones. I think it's because you can only stick so much content into TV release. So I think they do the V-Cinema just to make a, well, make some money on the side, but then just expand on the damn story. I think you're giving him a bit too much credit there. Right? Know, it really what, is just to make money, my man. What are you going to do in the 21st century? Make novelizations? Remember novelizations of video games? They aren't fun. You want more things. If it, at least just tie in DVDs. I, I suppose, but it's... They're really just doing it to make money, my dude. Ah, shame. I can still be optimistic, though. <laughs> just very, very toyetic. Another thing they brought in was the uh, kind of more uniform naming for the for the belts. So as in the uh, Heisei, you'd have something like the um, you know, the Arkle belt or Fize gear. Or in the Showa series, you'd just have the... Uh, Typhoon, the double typhoon, the um and what was the um Super Helmet. That's what I'm calling Rider Man's. <laughs> what was um what was the one that Black had called? Oh the um crap, Kingstone. Yeah, one of the Kingstones in there. But yeah, it's uh then um then when it came to um Heisei Phase Two, it was uh they all had the same suffix of Driver. Uh, driver, yeah. So you had the uh yeah, the double driver, the um O's uh, yeah, it was the O's driver. Yeah, O's driver. It was double Oze. No, Oze. Yeah, Oze. Oze. Yes. Oze's my favourite rider. Double O's. Forze was a. Then yeah. it changed with Gaim because it was like driver. Sengoku because it was like a unify thing. Actually, same for Xade because they all use the same driver. Yeah, game it was the driver. gamer driver. Drive, We're all gamers. Yeah, drive driver and other stuff. But yeah, mm. it worked well up until then because you knew the name of the rider, you knew the, you knew the name of the belt. It's like yeah. I want that. Rather than saying, I want the Arkle. What the hell's that from? I don't think they even mentioned the, uh, the name Arkle in Cougar. I mean, they mentioned the Amadam a couple times, but not yeah. the Arkle. you got to read the deepest lore to get that. Oh, God. Only by reading the toy catalogues <laughs> two days after release will you know the true name of the belt. Otherwise, you can't order it. And the exclusive catalogues are only, uh, they're only handed out in like one toy fair that uh, executives are only invited to. Within, within, the, within a five-minute window. Yes. It's like how Kraftwerk used to operate in their studio. Uh, they had a phone that doesn't ring because they felt it got in the way of things. And so Ralph Hutter would only answer the phone at a certain time. I think it was nine o'clock. Right. As in, it didn't have a ringer. But I think at nine, nine o'clock... He would, wait, well, I think, yeah, nine sharp, as soon as the clock hit nine, he would pick up the phone and answer it. And if no one's called, or if there's no voice, he just puts it down, you have to call another day. It'd have to be there for nine sharp. Well, I'm here, Riley. I know. They just do that. They have to hand out the toy catalogues. That's why we wait so long for the scans. <laughs> and uh, as previously stated, when they went more toyetic, they also introduced gimmicks. Woo! Buy more been- toys. They've been slowly kind of getting more and more gimmicky. Like, uh, like to begin with, you had the guy memories, and he had like uh, started off with like six guy memories. Then you got the Fang one, the Extreme one, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah you, you can got collect them all. Comes with a case, you can just have them. Then you got the O's, the O medals, and how how many? There's like there's like nine for each um, each greed. And then there was, it was mad. And there was the uh, the, the dinosaur ones. He had a load of those, but because of how they were, they were just little discs. It didn't seem that toyetic, you know. They realised after decades that well, we might as well sell these things individually. At least get them, you know, yeah. gash upon things because it's just a bit more money on the side. You got things like the Astro Switch, which is just basically uh, fidget toys. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes, you see, oh yeah, and Kengo was actually fidgeting with one. Oh. Mm. 
Crap, that's uh, that's quite weird, actually. Yeah, the uh, wizard rings, that kind of thing. Lock seeds, fine. Then it kind of got, then it got a bit more obviously toyetic. We got the uh, the shift cars, which are basically just mini toys. Yeah, <laughs> it's hot wheel. They even had moving wheels. Oh yeah, and you got the signal bikes as well. The icons were a little better. The rider gashats. They're, they're cool. Yeah. They, they, I think it's more the way they work that makes them cool. I don't look anything like game cartridges, though. Well, I mean, maybe in some parts of Japan, game cartridges had handles and triggers. <laughs> like, you had to <laughs> press a trigger to actually turn it on because it had its own power supply. Yeah. <laughs> then see, you put that in there. I actually don't remember the, the Pokemon cartridges having one of those, you know, because they were the ones that had their own batteries in them. Someone can mod them in. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I think Pokemon Pinball had its own little battery section for yeah, the Rumble so could, feature. Yeah, and the uh, like the normal ones had it so you could oh, save. Oh, for saving, yeah. yeah. Man, that was a really long time ago. Japan are living in the past. I mean, I know that Nintendo control everything, but cartridges, man, they're old. <laughs> well, I mean, Nintendo have gone back to cartridges with a Switch, you know. Well, well, I think it's just an SD card, isn't it? It's still a cartridge. Man, flash memory isn't even fast. Loading times must be insane. I'm not rich enough to buy a Switch. I think they're all gone in this country. They've all just sold out or been bought by one person to make a fort out of switches. Or... Please donate to our non-existent Patreon. <laughs> Actually, he got it all from Patreon money so he can lick all of the cartridges. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they added that kind of bettering hatred to it. What if they did that to the Gashats? Do not lick Gashat. <laughs> oh, Gashat man. tastes awful. Yeah, Dan would probably do that. Uh, oh, my God, imagine that as a plot. I made them all bitter. <laughs> they're just as bitter as I am. That's a really great way to avoid a lawsuit, actually. You straight up say there is a bittering agent in it. Do not lick it. Here is a deterrent that we do which chemically says, no, this is a bad thing. And people still lick it anyway and choke? Well, it's it's not our fault. We we try to tell you on an instinctive level as well. Can't sue us. <laughs> so uh, Nintendo is secretly run by CEO Dan with his CEO plan. Yes, just waiting for a dangerous zombie port. It's gonna dangerous zombie's gonna be on everything. It's like Skyrim. It's just no, gonna be on everything. No, Resi, Resi Four. Actually, Todd Howard is Dan Carota. No, that's the only way to explain it. Ah, uh, yeah. Behold, Skyrim for your driver. <laughs> uh, what would the what would the uh, the Skyrim Gashat uh, could be called? Yeah, it'd be some sort of. Ooh, let me think. Something remastered, dra- remastered dragon. fantasy, Skyrim. Pedomods. New water textures, Skyrim. Horse armor. No, wait, hang on. Another common toyetic trope in Neo Heisei, well, it was in most of the Neo Heisei series, was annoying little robots, and well, they I mean, were just there to sell more toys. Not that annoying. I mean, the ones in Double helped out. You got the okay, uh, yep. spider watch. Okay, you mean in Double, the gadgets that we used once in an episode and never used again. I'm sure they used the uh, snail goggles like one, twice. One was a flying phone and that was it. Thing. little bug flying phone. That was only there just as an extra toy. Like, yeah, screw it. That's there. It, okay, so it was just the gadgets. And where did they double. get those from again? Was it, was it Shroud who gave them to them or was it just something they had? I think it was Shroud. Yeah, because Shroud had the... Shroud was giving Axel his stuff. Have a beetle phone. I have a belt that wields the power of concepts of everything. Beetle phone. <laughs> Big bad beetle phone. Oh dear. And in O's, they were can droids, which were cans. You know, those, they used them a lot more. Oh yeah, they were actually used as tools, as in yeah. the vending machines actually dispense them. And there's this wonderful scene in O's that probably took up all the budget where he's riding the motorcycle on a massive bridge made of flying can droids. Oh yeah. That was amazing. Did they use that in the uh, in the opening as well? 
yeah. Gotta get their money's worth. It's like, well, we had this scene, just stick it in there. Yeah. And to be honest, those actually served a purpose. They weren't yeah. just terrible gadgets. They use those intelligently. Like they'd have the um, the bird ones uh, scouting around for things. And yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty I think neat. Birth used like a bear one to detect when. Oh, yeah. No, he was around. He's one of the, uh, the gorilla ones. Oh, know. it was a gorilla, not it, a bear. Yeah. yeah, it did the arm thing. I was just thinking big butch screaming thing. But enough about Date. <laughs> The Candroids were genuinely cute. I like yeah. those. They were really good. Can't really say the best about Forza, though, because they were some strange hybrid of little oh, independent droid mixed with gadget. Yeah, well, they were they were based on fast food as well. You got the uh, the milkshake one, the fries one, yeah, the um, like a burger one, burger meal. Then they were like there was like this little carton of chicken nuggets, and each of the little nuggets was a little robot, and they can be like used <laughs> as spy cameras. I mean, tendy bots. <sighs> They were just making obvious, hey guys, McDonald's sponsorship. It wasn't even that. It's that, uh, well, I mean, yeah, McDonald's is sponsoring them. It's more that, as like a kind of stereotype of high school students of like going to McDonald's or, or Wook Donald's if you're watching anime. Wook Donald's, <laughs> what is this? Set on Kashyyyk? <laughs> but no, yeah, they just go to a fast food place and eat. But no, it's um, anime versions of um, a fast food place. They've got Wook Donald's. Uh, Wookie, Wookie D's. It's Wookie D's. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got like a, t- a Wendy's thing called Tendies or something like that. It's uh, <laughs> Re- it's, it's these discount. Uh, <laughs> great. It's when it, it's the point where it's surprising. Like when you see something like JoJo, and they actually have like Pepsi, actual Pepsi on a billboard. Forza was the first series I started with for Kamen Rider, and even when I looked back and saw what they did in comparison to the Candroids, the food droids were just crap. They were just useless. It's like, okay, look, you can stick one of the switches in them and they do things. I think the most use they got was in like those um, those end slates where you got like the uh, one of them projecting like end credits or something like that up. Yeah, that's about it. They were just crap. They were just obvious crappy gimmicks and it was mm. terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. For Wizard, however, they had more of a purpose. As in, they were like little creatures that were assembled from a sprue after using a spell and it was really yeah. cute. I think they were meant to be something like familiars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, little familiar spirits. Like you had a little... I think it was a, there was a Pegasus one. and like, There's a dragon one, definitely. Bad guy had a Cerberus. It was cute. They were kind of useless and obvious gimmicks, but yeah, it was cute. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind them. There was some weird gorilla one. No, some, no, some golem thing. I was at some golem that made the god-awful toy chest for you to stick the rings in. Quiet. For drive, Quiet. just why with the shift cars? They have personalities, boom, but they're boom, also Hot boom. Wheels. As in, just in the plot... These Hot Wheels cars that are able to move on their own have advanced AI and technically a personality. Yeah, how sentient are they? Because one of them is sentient enough to kind of become a, like a rogue cop when his partner's killed. Or you have PTSD. Oh, why, yeah. why would you want a Hot Wheel with PTSD? Well, I mean, that's basically drive for the first couple of episodes. Yeah. Turns out the cure for depression is power armor. You didn't know this. Oh, come on, dude. Wouldn't it? Anytime I've been depressed and some weirdo's given me like a belt that gives me power armor, snaps me right out of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, time to kick some ass. You know, when, you know when people say, you know, have you tried not feeling depressed? Nah, blood. Just give me a, give, give me a, give me a, a belt or like a wrist brace that gives me superpowers. So I'll do it. I did like how Drive had a little wrist brace. It was a change compared to just belts for Neo Hesse. It was Hesse. different. Mm. I, what are they, I'm sure someone else has done that. Like, uh, I mean, Fies has different things. I'm pretty sure he has like a wrist-mounted thing. He's got a phone that he's in there. Different things yeah, go into but it. In terms of actually transforming, 
It yeah. was two separate devices, and I think it was some sort of infrared connection for the toy. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you have to get it like just in the right thing. It doesn't have the greatest range, but as long as it's, it's not too hard to mm. find where it is. I find that quite strange because it's very ambitious for a primary rider to give them that sort of thing, because normally it's reserved for a secondary tertiary rider. Like, again, see the wrist-mounted coffee machine for Necrom. No, I don't know. I really appreciate the drive drive. The engineering in that is... If any of the drivers deserve an award, it's it's that one. It's very, very well made. I love it. I love the lighting. Yeah, it's a good spinny, toy. Little spinny LED things that make the faces. It's great. One thing I kind of wish they would bring back, well, had brought back with uh, Heisei Phase 2 they didn't, was ending themes. I really love ending themes. Oh, yeah, like they had a little chill song at the end of Cougar. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, they do have, like, a little ending jingle thing, like a uh, double has that... Oh, that's more just phasing into yeah. the preview. But, like, yeah. an actual song that rolls with the credits, like in Sentai. Yeah, because they still... I don't understand why they... But maybe they'll, maybe they'll bring it back in uh, in build. Probably not, but oh, yeah, that would maybe. Oh, that would be really, really cool, as long as they make sure it's got a decent tone, because Ryder was dark as hell. Like, one of the first show ones I saw was black. And, of course, they had this long, slow, solemn ending theme. Oh, man. Like, it's got to remind you, like, hey, everything's kind of going to crap. It's dark, we've got to keep that mood. Whereas in Sentai, you have to do a song and dance to dance the trauma away. Let's, let's dance. Da, 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 but imagine if they did that in Neo Heisei. So I know from <laughs> Hibiki onwards, they were like, no, let's not have that because it's unnecessary cheap, I, I guess. And so imagine that in x what, like, after Kyria dies, see your next game, then suddenly happily dancing. <laughs> Sing and dance with us after the commercials. Yes. <laughs> you, Kamen Rider doesn't want to get that sort of air, so I... <laughs> Well, it's not like we're back in the Showa era with the with, with oh, Rider shows. Imagine that was Shin after <laughs> after the Shin Kamen Rider movie. You'd see Shin dancing with the guy his head he just ripped off. Just kind of, and we just zoom in. We just see a single tear running down his face. Yes, actually, thinking about it, because we said a while ago that Rider and Sentai were changing slots. Was it Rider that was going first? Oh man, um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, because then I'm thinking because if that if that goes first. Kids will see it first, and it'll have to set the tone. So maybe Build will be more light-hearted, and it might actually have a dance sequence. I'd love that. If it was all science-themed, I think X-Aid, but less gaudy. I would rather nigh the science guy. That would be quite cool, actually. He saves the world with his million genders. Oh, man. But <laughs> Is that what's in the full bottles? <laughs> yes, genders. I, rabbit gender, tank gender, gatling gender. gender. <laughs> Hel- oh, Diamond it, gender. Please tell me there's an attack helicopter full bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's us put on some kind of watch this by the Anti-Defamation League. We laugh at everything here. They also changed um, the kind of official English um, kind of writing of the uh, the logo from Masked Rider to Carmen Rider. Ah, yes. So when they exported it to the West with the various ports to... Well, it's usually the Philippines or Hawaii or France occasionally. Yeah. It was always marketed as Masked Rider so-and-so. Masked Rider. And then they just Masked gave up as Rider. soon as Double Hit, and they were like, no, it's it's Kamen Rider. Just might as well include that, because the weebs have taken over. The weebs have won. Do you think there was some sort of fight, <laughs> poo storm kind of thing that happened with Double It's like, wait, no, you're supposed to be localizing it as Masked Rider. Why aren't you translating this? And Almost thus, definitely. And thus Overtime was born. <laughs> Starting around decade, and then going on from there, the uh, more recent Rider shows have started becoming a lot more interconnected with uh, with Super Sentai. It, you know, we got the uh, we started with the World of Shinkenja uh, oh, episode, yeah. 
then it kind of went on, you get movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of tie-in episodes that often promos to the crossover movies. Yeah. They always appeared in some shape or form, even if it was just five minutes on screen. And then they never talk about it again. It, it It's bizarre. It's like, why the hell they had Ninja in the Kamen Rider 3 movie? Well, it's cross-marketing. There may conceivably be some kid in Japan who kind of just watches Super Sentai and doesn't watch Kamen Rider, even oh, though okay, so... right after the other. So if, he sees, uh, if he's watching Super Sentai religiously, then he'll say, oh, hey, that's a... As a hero, I haven't seen. Let's um, maybe watch that show. Okay, that actually makes sense. Yeah, that's some that's some good marketing knowledge. That's some that's some solid dick right there. I can I can do some I can do business. Please employ me. You are the business one of this duo. I'm the business boy. I, I do business things. Here's how you make money: you get hero people like add new hero. I'm a business boy. I do brand synergy. I do money. Yes, business. Business, money, accounts, things, transactions. We've got to get the big account. I I get the big accounts at the business factory. I make the money. Okay, I think they don't suspect we're just three kids in a trench coat. We feel that we could keep comparing all the Neo Heisei tropes and going through them Mm. for a good couple of hours, really, because they've got stuff we haven't even talked about, like, okay, for some reason there's a giant mecha in some form, like you got something that merges with motorbikes or the power loader from Aliens... Or watermelon Hulkbuster, just that sort of thing. Well, tell you what, if you keep an eye out for the uh, the Peter Jackson edit of this episode, it's like twelve hours long. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and they found a way to stick Orlando Bloom in somehow. Yeah, and you can tell, despite it being audio, that he's wearing loads of makeup. Seriously, in the Hobbit, he looked like a member of Kraftwerk. Yeah, it was just, just weird. It's yeah. kind of uncomfortable. I mean, you can do digital de aging, guys. You know, please, please do that. No, uh, they spent all of the budget on Stephen Fry's CGI hair. It's like just get a wig just get a wig dear but yes so build is approaching it is the end of neo heisei heisei phase two both in concept and in actuality because hey the emperor's abdicating emperor neo heisei is dead long live emperor giga heisei (laughs) i just think emperor dave i'm gonna call it the dave it's no longer gonna be face for you or neo whatever it's just dave there's showa heisei neo heisei Dave. We'll come and down so, on that whitewashing boy. Would you think that Build is, is it going to be technically the end of Neo Heisei, or will it be the beginning of Dave? <laughs> See, I always thought that Exe was meant to be the end of the Heisei period, mm-hmm. and that Build was going to be like the, the first of the new era. Yes. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me either way, as long as they make a good show. Mm. I mean, they can, they can have whatever recurring conventions they want, as long as you know, they don't get in the way of a good story. I find that Heisei experimented wildly early on, and then yeah. became more consistent afterwards. So, approaching Deno Kiva decade, they got the themes right. They found out what was consistent. Whereas in Neo Heisei, they had a consistent theme for the first four series, and then they started to experiment. And I find mm. that Build is a return to what they know is right, what's comfortable. Yeah, I mean the uh, the comparisons to Double are very uh, very well earned. I mean down to the suit the whole gimmick of fusing two things together into one it yeah yeah and they're sticking the a suit, lot the suit it. looks like it as well like oh uh, definitely something that i do like about the newer suits is how they improve on the older suits whereas you know we have something like uh, like cougar's suit or aggie toes where it was like um you got like a, a tight undersuit they got like a massive um chest segment maybe something on the arms not too much though it looked kind of yeah it's just mismatched you know, chest you know, big piece old with chest. knee pads with um, this is why I always say that stuff like um, like double suit is the best because the uh, the plating is more 
I don't know, it's better integrated into the bodysuit. It has a texture to it. Yeah, kind of like um, Black and Black RX's suit. Actually, I think the undersuit-like thing for build is more just a part of the armor that's just painted black. It's just it's the baseline. You know what? I will bet you anything that black undersuit is used for all of them. That's just a thing you can pop the... Um... They only have one. It's going to get water <laughs> damaged at some point. No, this isn't gills. They've learned from that mistake. Oh, man. You know what I like? A, like when they have that intermediary base form. They did it in Ghost, and that was kind of cool, how he had oh, that Daft Punk helmet. Yeah. Imagine that for build, sort of a, a black basic thing. That would be so cool. Yeah, they could easily do that. I mean, it would uh, probably just look like a like a black, like a blank um, uh, double. And then again, they probably won't do it because, hey, we've already seen the screens. We've already seen what the gimmick toy looks like. We haven't seen a video of him transforming yet. He could well do it. Maybe. I mean, Gaim had it. I mean... That oh, kind of yeah, suit thing. But they had a gimmick figure for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, though? They have, like, that thing, yeah. the intermediary form, when the different forms of the power-ups are plugged into it. I guess in XO they had a similar thing for just slotting stuff on that was sort of unique, as long as it was for whatever the hell, something X. Oh, Mighty Action X. I can just not remember. All I know is Dory Me for Beat. I'm genuinely excited for build. Maybe, again, because they're going back to what basic Neo Heisei was. It just yeah. seems familiar. It's friendly. Hey, Rex. Yeah? Will you say it's a standard Heisei fair? No, I'd say it's standard Neo Heisei fair. And this is, what, this is what I'm looking forward to in the Dave era. <laughs> do we actually know what the next one's going to be called? Well, actually, no. How do they decide the names? Because it was, Hiro was it Hirohito with Showa? Yeah, Emperor Hirohito. And it was Akihito with Heisei. Yeah. We need a linguist, someone who actually knows Japan. We only know the superheroes. <laughs> we just need, like, a, like an anthropology correspondent. Give me... We, we need a Japanese. Uh, we need a... Just not a not Japanese person, just a Japanese. Use an outdated old person slang. Could have been worse. I could have just demanded, what, call up the Japanese consulate. Get me a Tojo. Okay. Yeah, I get carted off to some kind of court. Oh, man. Um, there's plenty to look forward to in... Um... Dave era. Oh yeah, they're gonna go. They're either going to go wild and experiment, or stick with like some weird chimera of what they learned in Neo Heisei. Because with Gaim, they are experimenting with multiple riders, mm -hmm. and they did a similar thing in Xade, and they're going to go all over the place. Yeah. Build seems like they are playing it safe for the new era. They're going with what was good, what was fine. It's like double fine, sticking in with the actually it's like double, but with the merchandising of Xade and Gaim. Yeah. I mean, Double definitely was playing it safe, because that looked more like a traditional ride. you got the big old bug eyes, yeah. you got the antennae going They're playing on. it very, the, very true to the show tropes. I just want a new rider with a scarf, you know, just give, give me a scarf, please. Give me a muffler. What about an overweight rider who's got, like, bingo wings that flap? I mean, thunder wings. <laughs> take off, take, take off, off thunder, thunder wings. <laughs> oh, oh, ranger. I don't even know, oh, ranger. Oh, you, well, yeah. Oh, oh ranger. Oh, oh, you. Oh, me. Oh, what the hell are we doing with our lives? I'm surprised it's taking you this long to kind of get that joke. I've been I've been trying to work up to this since day one. Yeah, you could you could hear the gears going in my head. We can only really guess at what's in store for build because hey, we did build speculation last episode, mm -hmm. and so we've just brushed over a lot of the common parts of Neo Heisei, and hopefully in the Dave era we're going to get something more exciting. And hey, I'm just wanting to see how it goes. They've got the market research down, oh, yeah. so they're going to do it. They're going to produce something that's going to be great because they're really building up hype for build. 
Everything we've seen looks great. We've even seen scans of the the villains, the mooks. Oh man, the mooks are great. They look so tactical. Mm. I swear it's got to be something Foundation X related. Let's hope so. Because actually they were supposed to be sort of the big bad because they were... They're actually in Neo Heisei in the movies. Oh, yeah. They were the ones funding everything. They funded the museum. They funded Cake Dudes Corporation. Yeah, they funded everything. Yeah, and they were just always in the background. So hopefully they're making themselves a lovely comeback. Mm, let's hope so. Hopefully in the near future you will also be able to buy stuff from the Dave era from tokutoystore.com. So in the meantime, check them out. Buy your Heisei, buy your Neo Heisei, buy your Showa. Buy, spend, consume. They've got good stuff, and I love it when they go from con to con as well. Oh, yeah. They have a lovely amount of things on display. Mm-hmm. Get your Power Rangers toys. Well, to, to anyone, this is all just Power Rangers, somehow. Son, you're watching those uh, those Power Rangers again. <laughs> <laughs> what if you've never seen Power Rangers, but you've just been watching Fox News for the last 30 years? It's, it's, the, it's the gay squad. Son, you're watching those gay gimps again? Those gay gimps again. Rainbow gimps. It's if, ten, it, if Tarantino did Sentai. Rainbow gimps. They all had massive boots. No. <laughs> no, though, none of them would wear boots. It's Tarantino. Oh, yeah. And they'd all be played by Uma Thurman. And Samuel L. Jackson would appear. Just... As, uh, as, as which ranger? Which one would Tarantino peg him as? The big head in the tube, obviously. Boom, dodged a bullet there. Tarantino would be the Black Ranger. And the Gold <laughs> Ranger. He'd be his own Tommy Oliver. Well, that pretty much sums it up for me. We've, we've gone over pretty much the, the main points that people think of when they think of Neo Heisei yeah, rehashes. ejected it all from our brains, and now we're just empty and waiting for Bill to fill up our heads. Because if I was always empty. Yes, I'll go. On the inside. We still need to catch up on X-Aid so we can do a great big old X-Aid send-off special. We talk about it. Well, I'll talk about it. You'll weep in the corner. <laughs> we can erect a shrine to Waifu Poppy. Well, you can. Um, I'm here with the one true god of Tackle. You'll be sitting in the trash can. Says the man whose waifu looks like Stephanie from Lazy Town. Oh, that's so cool. When will there be a crossover? Never. Who'd win the fight between Dan and Robbie Rotten? See, now this is something I really want to have now. This is just a discontinued Icelandic children's show crossed with the Japanese superhero program. Are you a real rider villain? You just see Hibiki like, well, uh, technically, nah. Have you ever tried a driver? <laughs> have, we, have you ever used a kick? <laughs> have you ever kicked a, like a superhero, like a real rider? Uh, someone's gonna have to do some post about that eventually. I don't know. They could do it with um, Takeshi Hongo. <laughs> I am Rider One. Hey, <laughs> Rider Number One. <laughs> oh God, that would be amazing. Here's a little lesson in Rider Kicks. My foot is going in all of your dicks. <laughs> just angry, angry old man. He's not even teaching anyone. He's just he's beating up the newbies more than the actual monsters. It's what he was. It was what was going through his head with the uh, Show versus Heisei movie. <laughs> this is net movie rider one. He does not care about Heisei. He's, he's like one of those old guys that's retired and doesn't really have to care. He just kind of turns up at his place of work sometimes because he you know did a lot and they can't send him away. I killed fifty men. I I kicked fifty monsters. <laughs> Oh, Jack, I blew my kneecaps off. Dear. 
when will the tangent alarm sound? Never, because we have now reached the end. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If we've missed anything or want to weigh in on what you expect Kamen Rider Build to be like, message us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud if it isn't dead yet, and just follow us on all of them and we'll actually get in touch, we'll respond, we'll dedicate a couple minutes in the next episode to respond to you. If it's like a really fun pun, we'll just talk about puns the entire episode. But hey, give us your input, we thrive on it. Please tell us exactly how we're wrong. Please tell us what to do, we're scared. We're scared and alone. We ran out of content five episodes ago. <laughs> so this is Rex, signing off. Stay fabulous. Keep on riding, folks.